Welcome to the Baraza, a show that aims to talk about Africa, Africans and the African experience. Each week we take on various topics which will not only educate, inform, but also entertain. I'm your host, Benjamin Wagwe. In studio today, um, I bumped into another individual um, as I was traversing the, the, you know, Kenya. And uh, yeah, his name is Eric Tinkler. So, Eric, welcome. Welcome, thank you, Benjamin. Welcome to our village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you can see the weather is very cool. It's almost it will rain some in some twenty-five minutes time. <laughs> so twenty-five so minutes time. The way you it see is going to rain. The nimbus clouds that have gathered and have collected up there. Mm-hmm. You'll expect a down. In twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Wow. Well, we shall be here. I hope it will not rain on us because we are outdoor. <laughs> As you can hear, you know, there are birds. The birds. Yeah, the sounds are quite interesting, you know, in the background. So bear with us because we are outside, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so why Eric Tinkler? Well, Tinkler, I was nicknamed the name Tinkler while I was still a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. We used to play soccer. The not leather football, mm-hmm. yeah, the ones made with the polythene bags and vanilla ropes. <laughs> and we could play bare chested, bare feet. Mm-hmm. So there was a good footballer who was playing for some club who was called Eric Tinkler. Mm-hmm. So I was named after him. Oh, because you, could, you were good. I was good. Football. What position? Well, Striker. Striker. Strike. Tinkler. Tinkler. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. What an introduction. Mm-hmm. I think it's a nice name. Yeah. Maybe Tinkler. I'll get to see your skills. I dropped it. I dropped it when I was, I was edge was catching up, so mm-hmm. I had to. You had to drop it. Well, in some other things. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. What 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 is this place called? What is the area called? Area is a uh, uh, hundred meters from the tarmac from Busia, mm-hmm. Sumu Highway, mm-hmm. and the village is called Ulugulu. Ulugulu. Ulugulu uh-huh. in uh, North Game Sub County. Uh-huh. So we are neighboring. When you see that other put back the other end uh-huh. we also neighbor another village called Luanda Umdumra mm-hmm. so share so yeah Ulugulu what does it mean yeah Ulugulu came from uh, a Luya name, but uh, I don't know the meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we are neighboring the Nana, another home there, the, another village there, was also called Luanda Umudumra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. they looks like our ancestors really assimilated mm-hmm. much with Luyas. Mm-hmm. So there, where they could find the, the Ulugulu names the Luanda Umdumra names, mm-hmm. you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we found it there. So we just say we are from Luanda Umdumra. Mm-hmm. We are from Ulugulu. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Okay, so what's good this side? Because uh, I noticed the lake is not this side. This side you don't have access to specific things like fish and whatever. So what, what, what happens this side? <clears throat> yeah. We have local farmers who venture at times in making their own own fish ponds of which they will harvest fish for sale. Then we can get some money, buy from them. 
Mm-hmm. We can't access the rivers, but the lake, but we have uh, seasonal rivers also mm-hmm. that have got uh, small, small fish mm. of which we can trap yeah, with the baskets. Yeah, I actually went to, I, I met a lady um, by Yala River mm-hmm. um, called the King, and uh, we had an interesting conversation. And uh, is that one of the rivers that has fish? Yes, Yala River. But it's very murky though. Yes, uh-huh. it is. It's got uh, fish, and you know, it's also, it has been a source of uh, economical sustenance to the natives mm-hmm. because they also extract sand from the same same river. Oh, yeah? Sand for sale. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's an activity going on there, fishing and uh, mineral extraction, like sand mm-hmm. from that major river. But wow. we have seasonal streams that are tributaries to the major river. Mm. And 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 and, and the Yala River has had a lot of controversy, especially I don't know whether you're aware, dumping dead bodies and oh. uh, you know that have been washed that wash up to you know the the banks. It has been having that problem, mm-hmm. but uh, when I heard uh, from my local radio, mm. I heard uh, the experts saying saying that oh, those bodies that are being extracted there mm-hmm. are not the area native people. So you know, Yala River comes from uh, the other part of Western. Mm-hmm. So those people who are also found, mm-hmm. you know, along the the Yala, Yala in Game sub county mm-hmm. is where we've got the big boulders and uh, barriers. Mm-hmm. So the other places, water just flows mm-hmm. without any obstacles. So when it comes to a body placed in a gunny bag, mm-hmm. so it's easy for them to be identified within Yala area because that's where we have big rocks in the river and boulders mm-hmm. and some barriers and we also have the the Danu Falls and you know the Yala water also goes to the the former uh, Dominion farm where used to be planted uh, rice mm-hmm. in Sierra County mm-hmm. so Dominion so you know there are a lot of things that have uh, been done to tame that water mm. when it, it's now directed to the Yala swamp mm. for the rice cultivation. Mm. So you know there's got a lot of things to be done. Mm. So that's when you'll find a lot of boulders, body found there. But the natives in the Yala, they don't report any loss of their people. Mm. So those people are not the natives. The water just flows with them. And brings them to Yala. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, so earlier on, I had you talking to a lady, and um, you were trying to to tell her that there's a medical camp or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, what is that about? Oh, that lady. Uh-huh. I met her two weeks ago. Yeah. While she was headed to the local local MP's home, uh-huh. of which she was stand up. So I took the picture of the child. Uh-huh. What's wrong with the child? She's got, uh, let me show you the picture. If you can see the picture of this kind of, uh, I don't know, they call it a clipboard. You can have a look at this. Uh, well, 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 well. So I heard that this uh, is just a deformity mm-hmm. and uh, can be operated and can be worked on. Mm-hmm. Let me show you, let me show you the clip. Uh, just a minute. Well, this is the lady. Mm. Now that's the child with the... That's a cleft lip. Cleft lip. Wow. Yeah, so... Uh-huh. She didn't succeed, then I took her number uh-huh. and uh, the picture also. Mm-hmm. 
I place them in the media mm-hmm. for anybody who could get uh, any clue about the deformity and any assistance. Mm-hmm. So when uh, I got home yesterday, mm-hmm. I was told with my partner, my spouse, that we posted something, but now there is an organization mm-hmm. which is meant to be uh, doing the operation of that clef. Cleft lift. cleft lift. Is this a lady you know, or is this someone that just uh, you you just decided to help? Well, uh, uh, with the passion that I have about humanity, mm-hmm. she thought I don't know her. Mm-hmm. But when she found me wearing a T-shirt of uh, political politicians, political <laughs> ODM, <laughs> she thought that I was kind of a politician, and then she just said hello. Excuse me, I have a problem. I went to Moshimiwa's home and I was turned back, turned down. Yeah. So this is the problem, problem, and she showed me the kit. I said, oh, okay, but uh, let me take a picture and just give me your contact. Are you from the within? She said me, she, she comes from uh, five kilometers from where Moshimiwa is, and she was walking with the child. Five so kilometers? Five kilometers. And it was very early in the morning, rushing to Moshimiwa's place, then she she got turned up. Then I felt, now you're walking and then... Moshimiwa, for, for those who may not understand uh, Swahili, Moshimiwa is like um, a very important person, I guess, in, uh, if I'm to translate. Oh, yes. In uh, in English. In English. A very respectable, respectable person. person. And it's usually a terminology used to describe your local MP, MP. your politicians, you know, yeah. all these MC, people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they that's are. what he's referring to. Yes. Yeah. So I felt for her. Mm-hmm. Then I took the picture, I posted, mm-hmm. I inboxed some of my few friends. Mm-hmm. How could we help? How could we help this? Mm-hmm. So yesterday when I was coming back, then I found a report, a good news from my mother, mm-hmm. that there's an NGO doing that operation for free on 20th. Mm-hmm. In Kisumu, Jaramogyogingo, Dinga, referral hospital. Wow. That NGO is in Asian, it's for Asians people. And it's operation done for free. Wow. So when I found her, she had gone to another hospital called Masogo, in a nearby place. Uh-huh. So then I told the husband, when the lady turns, returns home, let her find me. Mm-hmm. So that's the conversation you had me talking explaining to her and referring her that on 20th required to be in Kisumu, Kisumu, Hospital. So wow. she only goes, she's got to, oh, I was telling them just to look for fair transport and some some of their lunch, mm-hmm. but the operation is free. So wow. thank God for that. Imagine if we had yeah. a thousand people who would just love humanity. Humanity don't love humanity and even uh, I found a place I went to a place where somebody a funeral was was uh, being conducted and there was a burial and dogs as dogs from the village also have to come to such places because they feel the smell and and the, the food and they also want to See what's happening. And somebody <laughs> was just hit a dog with a rungu. I just asked the person. A rungu is a club. A club. Mm. Now you hit the dog, and probably the dog has also come to to, to witness. <laughs> the way you also come to witness, <laughs> or rather to eat what you've left. Wow. The leftovers. Yeah. So I was so much shocked with that person, and I was mad with him. Mm. So we have to be kind to animals. No, uh, once a scout, I was a scout while I was tender. Mm-hmm. Once a scout, scout always, always a scout. A scout. Uh-huh. And scout must love animals. Nature. And nature and uh-huh. respectable. And the rule also says a scout has to leave the place better than you found it. Uh-huh. So I was brought up without motto. And uh, it's my principles, love nature, mm. and uh, especially farming and beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way you see now, we have trees, good shades. Uh, yeah, there's quite a bit of plants, yeah. if I may say. Yes. But before we, we even touch on our, our surroundings, yeah. the fact that 
you had to go through or she had to go through what she went through walking five kilometers just to seek medical help yes. I think it's very obvious to say that um, access to medical health is a big issue in the rural area isn't it? It is to uh -huh. some cases mm -hmm. for now this case is now uh, within the rural or mm -hmm. facilities are not there to do the exercise mm -hmm. because uh, it needs to be operated uh, mm -hmm. see Corrective surgery. Corrective surgery. Ah. Now within the locality here, we also have we only have dispensaries mm -hmm. and uh, small health facilities that are not well facilitated. So mm -hmm. could be she was looking for fare mm -hmm. and get a place that she can be referred. Mm -hmm. That that minor surgery could be done. Mm -hmm. And eventually now God has answered her prayer. Now on twentieth. She look for that transport, then the value surgery will be done successfully. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. What a story. So what happens if um, what happens if if the medical camp was not there? What happens? Oh, you know. That would mean that the child mortality, mortality rate, rate is, uh, is up, crazy. Comes up mm -hmm. because now. You'll find somebody uh, uh, is not uh, able to raise some good amount, mm -hmm. and uh, now the child will just be. You, you know, there are some parents who are just uh, neg negligent, mm. and uh, the child will just be left there to oh let let's look for uh, traditional ways. See. Mm traditional medicines, but some doesn't work on some cases. Mm. So these ones, these cases like these ones may lead to a lot of child mortality. Mm. Especially another problem here is this cerebral malaria. Because mm -hmm. uh, this area, we are in a lot of Plantations, trees, and you know, my mosquitoes are prone to be in these places. Mm -hmm. So we, just, we try to to clear where they hibernate and where they they breed. Mm -hmm. But mosquitoes are there, and you know, children also suffer from this uh, migraine and uh, cerebral malaria. Mm -hmm. Such cases also uh, lead to a lot of child mortality. Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody will think about it when it's late. That's true. Thinking of gas is a normal malaria, let's look for Panadol and give the child or other Panadol. malaria queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, people here in the village, there are people who don't even believe in hospitals. That is in true. In some cases. But, but which is more effective? Because, you know, they usually say, for every problem that is in your body, yeah. nature has an answer. To counter that problem counter that. so which is better because the same medicines that are manufactured have extracts of plants of plants so which one <laughs> so it may have a nature of uh, several plants which are medicinal mm. you're right but now the problem the African accept, or rather we villagers, mm. you may not know the dosage. <laughs> so there is no good prescription for it. That so, is true. Africa, and that is where big pharma hits the herbal industry. Oh, yes. When it comes to dosage. Dosage. Because you can you eat five underdose, leaves and that you is... You might underdose exactly. and the complication <laughs> worsens. Uh -huh. Or you might overdose, mm -hmm. then you develop another complication. Uh -huh. That's now where the African setup and herbalist need to needs to get the right way of getting the good prescription and the right dosage. Mm -hmm. But I saw Kenyatta University; they launched a herbal department that is now focused on processing herbal um, remedies and all this stuff that can go into the market based on a particular dosage. And I think you know more facilities like that should embrace 
you know, um, traditional medicine. Unless otherwise, our government won't have a hand on it. Mm -hmm. No government is also government. That is true. So they will want to sell their their exotic, their generics mm -hmm. from the Kemsa people. Mm -hmm. And herbalists are also herbalists. So I don't know if the government would just allow it mm. like that. Because I remember there was a professor, Dr. Bell, who came up with the oh, vaccine yeah. of, uh, um, of AIDS. HIV AIDS. Yes. And uh, it was just... O was it called Omega? Pal Omega. Pal Omega. The Pal Omega, I yeah. remember. But what did the government do about it? Mm. They shut it, it down. Was it even licensed? Mm. And Obel was just went went that way under. Mm. So we don't know if Dr. Obel really exists or we don't know where he went to. Mm. But those are great researchers that uh, if you would have a good government that will impose some good policies about the herbalists and people who are venturing into such good research, mm. then we will applaud for the government for that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. So generally, how do people make a make a living in, in, around, you know, in the village? Well, generally, yeah, we survive with the farming. Uh huh. Yeah, basically, farming. Farming, and this is uh, you use um. Is there any irrigation? No. It's well, dependent on uh, rainfall, isn't it? Dependent on rainfall. And uh, we also have people who have got uh, lands that have stretched towards the river. Mm -hmm. They do lagoons, irrigation. Mm -hmm. They make uh, tunnels and furrows, uh, irrigation mm -hmm. during the drought spell. Mm -hmm. But uh, generally, we may say, 80% depends on rainfall. Mm. Which of course uh, affects the output. Affects the output. Uh -huh, because it's not it's not predictable not also. Especially timely, where not predictable. in this age and time it is unpredictable. Oh yes. Uh. So unpredictable rainfalls. So we have those also people who uh -huh. we have uh, I can hear the rumble in the sky. Yeah, I told, so, <laughs> I told you. I told you. So the 25 minutes, 25 maybe. Minutes but I, but we've actually, sure. I think we've passed 25 minutes. We've passed, so far. but okay. That's still, the numbers are still converging. <laughs> Give it time. I just wow. wanted to. But to that is some. a traditional weatherman. But, yep, I told you. Mm. And uh, the heat you feel, you feel the heat, it tells you that. Oh, it yeah, it's quite hot. Quite hot. Mm. So, uh, well, I was saying that uh, depending on the short rainfalls or uh, unpredictable rainfalls, mm -hmm. we have companies that have brought up uh, certified seeds from mm -hmm. uh, the companies. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. There, that are uh, some are drought resistant, and they say plant this during this season mm. and uh, they do but uh, the turn up is okay eventually but everything good has got a side effect that is true yeah you're I, i'm assuming you're referring to the genetically modified uh, oh, seeds. oh yes there's a company uh. there's a company here that have gathered farmers in mm. groups mm and they are facilitating the fertilizers mm -hmm. and they also give the seeds mm -hmm. uh, especially seeds there's a packet uh, you can see there is from Monsanto seed mm -hmm. seed company mm -hmm. it gives us uh, maize 2 kgs at 650 mm -hmm. but the yield is okay mm -hmm. but the other side effect of it you cannot replant that, the seed <laughs> So, so, so that's economic warfare now. Warfare. Uh -huh. Because your indigenous seeds are now getting they are, eradicated. They are getting eradicated. Because they're not resistant to specific Like the easy. yellow, remember in 1980s we had the yellow, yellow maize. Uh -huh. And we had the purple maize. Purple? Yeah. Traditional. Purple, yellow. I have seen um, the multicolored one on, yes. the, on the cob. On the cob. Uh-huh. Uh, others are also multicolored, but they are from the 
concerned to seeds, mm-hmm. but uh, it is only the bees that does the cross-pollination from the traditional farmers surrounding where you planted your Monsanto. But I have also realized that your natural pollinators do yes. not touch genetically modified plants, especially when it comes to pollination. Uh, I've tried to... Or even birds do not eat seed from genetically modified... They do. They do. They do? They do. Birds do. And also I tried the Monsanto maize, but I had a yellow cob in it, mm-hmm. of which I didn't plant. <laughs> yeah. uh, the yellow and multicolor. Mm-hmm. So I believe that were the pollinated by the bees or rather mm. the birds never know. Mm. So those are the trickiest parts with the Monsanto seeds. They are seedless. So they, they are eradicating our traditional seeds. And which uh, is a very, very, very big blow for farmers. Because you'll be keep on going to the shop, going to the shop, buying, buying, buying. You can't keep your own seed. Yeah, but uh, based on that, I think we are clear on who's benefiting. Well, <laughs> the seed company, is it? The seed company. Yeah, because they have created a cycle of repeat business. That's it. Because your 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 seeds are sterile. They're sterile. Yeah, of course. Uh huh. I had a friend also shared with me about. We also have seedless mangoes. Seedless mango? Tell you. Oh, oh, oranges. Yeah, that I have encountered. You've encountered? Yeah. So when... But I prefer the traditional oranges. The traditional. Yeah. Okay, the seedless, you'll eat it and... It's very more con- sweet. It's more convenient. Because very you don't have to, and to bother with seeds bother and with whatever. Seeds. It, yeah, quick, but quick now go. suppose you want to have it now. You can't get the seeds. Of course. You just be a consumer, eating, eating, buying throughout. <laughs> so we need to buy our own seeds. We also need to have our own seeds. Uh-huh. And that one is what I'm advocating so much. So do people know about this whole sterile seeds? Is it something that... They know. Because the other day, there's a policy that was passed that, you know, GMO products can be sold openly now. Yeah, and this came from the government, the isn't it? Yeah, that they were now officially, officially licensed. Mm-hmm. And now, if you can, if the government now can decide to bring it live on board, mm-hmm. then local farmers and our indigenous plants are going to be an extinct, and that will be very dangerous for our generations, upcoming generations. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's uh, it's because they're getting kickbacks from these huge companies trying to access? Kenya and Africa? Uh, you see, we have got uh, stakeholders mm-hmm. and shareholders. Mm-hmm. So if the government plays a role of shareholders to the companies, <laughs> yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. that's a kickback. Yeah. And they'll force us with the policy that they impose. Mm. Now what will you do? Because then again, you can't, they, they, they've also added that you cannot share seed amongst each other. What do you mean by that? You have an indigenous seed. You cannot share your seed with with, with another a, farmer. A farmer. Yes. How will they come to know? I guess they enforce it from the various, you know, bodies. You have provincial commissioner. You have you have all these to the chief. So the chief can actually walk around mm? and you know do his uh, his due diligence. On what is happening? Okay, mm. with a group of farmers, mm-hmm. mobility. Okay, mobilizing mobilizing the farmers mm-hmm. through the chief barazas mm-hmm. to ask the chief himself if really he's advocating for the M for GMOs or our traditional. Mm-hmm. You know, the locals have the power mm-hmm. and the Mwanainchi mm-hmm. should have the power mm-hmm. a group of let's say a group of uh, 20 farmers converging and goes to the chief's office mm-hmm. now we want to impose a, a law and a rule about the GMOs mm-hmm. how we this our local local seeds mm-hmm. 
get their market. Or rather, how will you do you expect farmers not to share? Mm. If the chief really advocates for that, but uh, the power is in the hands of the locals. Mm. Yeah, we'll just storm and we say now, this is what we want, this is not good. This is what we don't want. But it seems like the locals have also embraced the GMO because you have all these agrovets not all. Who, are, who are selling. Not all. Mm. Yeah. Not all. Mm. We have farmers who are still planting traditional. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I see in the corner you have a very interesting plant. What is the name of that plant? Which one? The thin one standing by itself. The one. Oh. That one comes from, uh, it's a medicinal one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we call it, I don't know it's uh, an English name, but it's called Okita. Mm -hmm. And you see next to it, you can also see aloe vera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are medicinal. Mm -hmm. What does Okita do? Well, uh, they are antioxidants. Uh -huh. You just boil and uh, with also this aloe vera. Mm -hmm. It cleanses the blood, mm -hmm. keeps you moving, keeps you healthy, keeps you in good balance. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's why I planted it there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got several uh, uses. Mm -hmm. A very useful plant. Mm -hmm. It's called Okita. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I know you also have sugarcane, bananas, papaya. You gave yeah, me one papaya. papaya. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, huh? it, it will be ready in two days' time. <laughs> I just plucked it <laughs> in the afternoon. Uh -huh. It will be ready in two days' time. Wow. And you, you, keep you, the, you keep the seeds. You dry the seeds. Uh. Yeah, don't just dispose the seeds there. You dry it, then you also have <laughs> your purple seeds. Excuse me. Uh. <coughs> wow. It is a sweet one. Sweet red one. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So you don't really buy much. Because yeah. you have your maize, which I, I, I believe you process for flour. Here, mm. especially this season, mm. I did pure beans. Mm -hmm. Because uh, strategically, I do farming as business. Mm -hmm. You see, you buy the Monsanto seed at 550. Mm -hmm. You buy DAP 50 kgs. DAP, what is DAP? Dynamonia phosphate fertilizer. Ammonia phosphate. Phosphate for planting it. What does it do? It establishes the roots. Mm -hmm. Then you top dress. Then you top dress. You also need to buy CAN calcium ammonium phosphate for top dressing. Eventually, after harvesting, then you haven't placed the 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 farm inputs and the labor find somebody coming to buy a tin of maize from you at 50 shillings. Mm. So I decided <coughs> to do beans purely. Mm. I just do a normal cultivation. I till the land properly. I use organic. I don't use those DAP on beans. A tin of beans goes at 300. So if you, uh, sorry guys, there's a lot of distractions all of a sudden. I have no clue why, but yeah, bear with us. So you, when you go to the market now, mm -hmm. beans market rate is still standard. Two kgs tin goes at three hundred, mm -hmm. but you'll find now maize. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants to give you fifty shillings on two tins kg. Mm -hmm. So I found it very hectic. So I'm just doing beans plain. Mm. So I'm sure by end of uh, this November, mm. I'm sure of harvesting two bags mm. of beans. That is for your sustenance. Uh, for sustenance. Uh -huh. So, so people, so people rarely go hungry though. But uh, yeah. sometimes, again, on the other side, you hear people also saying, "Help me, help me, help me." But you have soil. We have soil, but you know people cry help me help me all throughout are not getting good use of their soil mm -hmm. okay for example you get two bags i want to give you a living example testimony mm -hmm. my boy was in form four he finished form four 
but I, will, I used to take beans to school. Mm-hmm. I harvested beans, I take then it forfeits the fee. You were given beans in, in exchange for fees. For the fees. For the fees. The tuition. Of course. How do they value so they value the, the, the they look at the value of the beans? But the school the school the school consumes beans daily. Mm-hmm. So a bag of beans will cost eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Then a bag of maize, mm. 40, 100 kgs. 90? 90. 90 or 100? Okay, be it 90 or 100. Oh. 90 kgs oh. of maize. Somebody wants to give you 1,800. Mm. So that's why I venture into beans. <laughs> I take one bag there, yeah. 8,000. Mm. Two bags, 16,000. Mm. They wave on the school fees. And the boy did well and finished the school. Wow. That's how you operate here. So when you <laughs> cry, help, 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 you work You exchanged back. beans for tuition. Tuition. Wow. And the school accepts. And I, and I wonder, people should, uh, should adopt that. And the school accepts. You allow farmers to exchange food for tuition. Yep. That would be a very interesting operation. And weekly, if you have even these spring cockerels, spring chicks, spring cockerels, mm. you supply the school. Teach us. It, eat cuckoos during weekends and they buy mm. 500, 500, 500 each mm-hmm. you wave in the 500 piece. is equivalent to about 5 dollars no, 500 yeah. is yeah. 5 dollars yeah, about, so. about 5 dollars yeah, so, hmm. okay so that's how we sustain ourselves here at home hmm. yeah wow, and uh, you know, there's another thing um Politics seems to be, you know, very hot in the in, in the village. You know, um, I once saw, you know, I was uh, I was at a car wash, mm-hmm. and I was left alone because the local politician showed up, and everybody took off and left even the water running. <laughs> so what oh. is going on? What the, yeah. the politicians are bigger celebrities than even your musicians and your actors and your what what is happening, man? It's upside down. <laughs> you know one thing. Mm. They they come in the villages mm. when they're heavily loaded. Mm-hmm. So they know in the village mm-hmm. where people suffer most mm-hmm. and where they are. Is is that fact? Because I could look at it differently. That's how uh-huh. their perception is, because uh-huh. they know when we go in the villages. Mm-hmm. People have got a lot of problems. Like you say, the, the case of that child. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a problem when somebody. So you see, she was. She got up very early in the morning, going to the Moshimiwa's, the the, the politician's home, mm. only to go and find help mm. from the politician. Mm. So politicians knows that people at home are desperate. Others are uh, jobless. But uh, I can't surrender. All the villagers are jobless and uh, desperate people because their people are busy doing their own things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you see people by the road following after politicians here and there, mm-hmm. they go for just 100, 200, like it's like two dollars. Mm-hmm. Then you go buy unga or you go to do your small shopping, you come back. Mm. So others have got tendency, they follow this politician from one point to another, one point to another, following another, another, another. Eventually, that's a job created for them. They come even with a thousand. <laughs> so that is jobless. That they run us jobless for that matter. Wow. Because they have good money, they've got good money. But the money is, um, the guy is asking you to vote for him. And uh, if I remember correctly, each person was getting between 100 and 200 shillings. Is that enough to sell your vote, per se? You're selling your, 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 your thoughts, your ideas, your aspirations for 200, 100 shillings? I won't tell you. Your desires, what, you know? Not all that follows those politicians even have votes. Mm-hmm. Because they know eventually, this, that's the only time they can enjoy their money, mm. the politicians' money, I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Most of them doesn't even have the IDs to vote. Most of them are not even legible to vote. Mm. So those are the idlers you may see who left the car wash, water running. Mm. But people are busy, legible to vote. You just wait like now you visited me in the home. We discuss. Mm. Yeah. There are politicians who just came. They just came and said, now, will you host us? Mm. We need a space in your compound, host us. Then wow. we want to give you our our blueprint, our, our manifesto. Mm. Then you gather for us, you mobilize for us even 100 people mm. to come and hear what you want to say. Mm. So that's a modern way, but not helter-skettler rushing for our politicians. Mm. The people who are busy, even the politicians know that so-and-so is busy. Mm. I'll go find him busy doing something. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting thing to see and watch, you know. You're talking of, um, you're looking at about even a thousand people running in one direction, yeah. you know, at the drop of a chopper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the guy throws his 100, 200 shillings mm -hmm. and goes back into the chopper and flies back and how much is to a the capital. Wow, how much is a chopper? Wow. Damn expensive. So they, they make money. They come with good tunes. Spend money to make money. To make money. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is interesting. You know. Um, aspect of family. You know, another thing I've encountered, you know, in the in 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 in, in, in the rural setting is people are very friendly. People care about you know your well-being. No one will pass you without saying hello. You know, um, you you visit someone and the first thing they give you is food, and as you're leaving, they will give you even extra food to go with. You know. So, how would you, what would you say about family? Uh, the family aspect. Hmm. Okay. You know, on a family aspect... But then again, as, 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 you, as you're about to answer, I've also realized that over time, what we call family, we, we, we look at now, can we say nuclear? Yeah, this is father, there, mother, children. Nuclear. The numbers have reduced over time because yeah. you would find that when we were growing up, you know, our our parents, you know, our parents had, um, you know, six, seven, eight. Mm. Those numbers, kids. Yeah. And over time. These days you find two. If you're okay. lucky, well, you find one. If you're lucky, two. Hmm? What you're, changed? You're right. In regards to family, what changed? And uh, in addition, in your opinion, what are the roles of, you know, father, mother, husband, wife? What does that look okay. like? Okay. When I come to your first question about the extended and the <coughs> nuclear now, mm -hmm. let me just base on the nuclear. Mm. Because our forefathers, they just said they had six, eight. During those times, uh, there were plenty, plenty, plenty of food from the farm. Mm. And there were no the GMOs. Mm. People could harvest, people could not even use the DAPs, the mm. fertilizers, mm. and chemicals were not there. Mm -hmm. So there were plenty of food. Mm -hmm. There were less sicknesses. Mm -hmm. You know, too much chemicals also bring side effects. Mm. Cancer, mm -hmm. you see? Mm -hmm. Fibroids. Uh, fibroids, high blood pressure, mm. you see? During those times, they had no those problems. Mm -hmm. But now, <clears throat> it comes to our nuclear. You find somebody with two kids, three. Mm -hmm. Because of what? The food security. Mm -hmm. And the these grounds are also spoiled. Mm -hmm. DAP, chemicals all over. Mm -hmm. 
the grounds are not even fertile as during the old old days mm-hmm. so we find economic economically somebody will just say especially a father will want kids mm-hmm. but the mother will just say no 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 let me go for family planning mm-hmm. let's plan mm-hmm. because uh, we have a small portion of land mm-hmm. where so where are we going with the seven eight kids <laughs> so you also have to you feel the punch under belt so you just say okay let's let's plan mm-hmm. so <laughs> so you, you is, just, that, is that coercion so you just plan because uh, you have to plan man mm-hmm. now you have to plan because mm-hmm. it's not that the, the days that our grandpa grandfathers used to live mm-hmm. so you'll find Uh, you respect her opinion also you say now okay now economically we are this way we are in this position mm-hmm. so let's plan our family mm-hmm. so you are you find they go for construct that one in this family planning tales uh, injections injections uh. so and those are things that were not there during the old people mm. and still you find those injections things those of comes with uh, their repercussions mm. yeah find some young girls just become obese mm. yeah they, which means the supplement is not favoring them or rather it's not with their it's not uh, creates well, a hormonal imbalance hormonal imbalance with them mm. So those are also things that we are in a crossroad for that also. Mm. But what we do we just balance ourselves with traditional pure traditional meals. Mm-hmm. Vegetables throughout. Mm. Yeah, like that of kita you asked me about. Mm. Yeah. Antioxidants. Mm. You see the redwood flower there is hibiscus tea. I make hibiscus tea wow. out from it. <laughs> wow. So we just try to <laughs> balance. And the guys buy hibiscus and tea. People buy. And, and I don't know how much. We just plant and dry the leaves then we have the tea. Mm. Of course. Wow. We have uh, that's called uh, it's called uh, Indian mint. Mm. Medicinal. Mm. Uh, Indian mint. When you feel uh, you haven't, you're fatigued and you need some good sleep, mm. just boil a glass of water, put the lid there, just drink a glass of water of Indian mint. And then night, why go uh, for night, night. why go for piriton? <laughs> well, see, see piriton. Why piriton? Uh, why piriton? Mm-hmm. And you, and what to do? Mm. Indian mint, natural. Mm. Lemon grass there, mm. good tea. Mm. You just balance yourself. You have some neem. I can see neem. a huge tree there. Yes. Your neem, your neem tree. The neem tree. Mm. Medicinal. Mm. Very bitter leaves. Mm. Yeah. We call it in Kiswahili mwarubaine. Mm-hmm. Mwarubaine means 40. It gives more than 40. Oh, that's what it means. Mwarubaine is 40. Man, I've never thought so, of that. So <laughs> I just yeah. I know I thought of it like that Marubaini Arubaini Arubaini which is 40 in Swahili 40 in Swahili So cure is more than 40. 40 Wow so it's called Marubaini Uh-huh So we also have Nandi flame Mhm those are medicinal plants Nandi flame is a medicinal Yes Wow and it's called Nandi flame because of the flower that looks like the flame the orange red, red flower Yeah Wow it looks like flames Yeah Wow So that's it. That's how things are here back at home. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So this is this is a very interesting calm life that that that, that you guys lead here. And uh, you know sometimes you have to ask yourself what is the definition of riches? <laughs> Because is riches what you have the ones and zeros you have in your account or is it what is below your feet? <laughs> well, uh, or what is growing around you what you see in an urban country mm-hmm. most people will count their riches when they see what they, their accounts hold mm. but here back in the village mm. we have silent riches mm-hmm. they are just silent mm. 
I know, I can see. They are silent and uh, to be a rich person is to be self-sustained. Mm -hmm. Once you are self-sustained, mm -hmm. you are not ill, mm -hmm. you don't go to hospital, mm -hmm. you are rich. <laughs> you well. eat well, mm -hmm. you are rich. You get some good exercise, you are healthy, mm -hmm. you are rich. Somebody no. will be having a million in the mm. account, but goes goes for dialysis, dialysis mm. every month. Mm. So that reaches. <laughs> How much is that? Wow! Just get dandy flame, mm. hibiscus tea, mm. Indian mint. Mm. Make your own. Hello. Wow! And you just okay. Mm -hmm. I mean that richness and wow. the good climate yeah even the, the the number of trees um it purifies the you know improves the quality of your air oh yes mm -hmm. so you'll be there in the straight fumes diesels what <laughs> but now here <laughs> under the tree take it your porridge yeah just sit under the tree <laughs> yep. wow yes wow that is it tinkler yeah man man i'm glad i i had this conversation with you man it's pleasure this is amazing it's pleasure <laughs> and uh said yeah. you are ben yes okay my name is benjamin benjamin yeah i heard the lady shouting someone's name that was similar to mine and i was a bit distracted i heard the ben. ben ben and oh. i was turning i was like ben. calling me oh, who a, could possibly know a, me there's a small ben is from school <laughs> oh yes i have ben yeah oh, okay. i was wondering who is this ben ben oh, that has been called that's my mm. that was my madam calling the boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Small and uh, just for human sake, how does courtship look like? I've always been curious what courtship looks like in from a traditional perspective. How do you guys meet? Where do you meet? Do you meet at where, where do you meet? Because your neighbor is far. The neighbor is down the river on the other side mm. so you could hardly even encounter each other mm. so where do you guys meet how do you guys interact we have social places uh -huh. around yeah you can have your small small dollars then you can take a walk <laughs> around uh -huh. yeah you can go even to where i used to tell you where the danu falls yala fall is uh -huh where the Yala place is also a, it's a scenery, you see. Mm -hmm. People go there to see, want to see the Yala, how these boulders, how these bodies are found here. Mm. So you can catch up, you can hook up there, then you <laughs> take a soda, <laughs> soda with somebody, mm. then you, you start dating. Wow. That's how social places are around here. Every December, people have fans here. Mm. So. But now yeah, that you see, now you've thrown a spanner in the works because you've talked of December. Was December a holiday that was celebrated from time immemorial, from back in the day? Or is it something that just was introduced and now as Africans we reign with it and now we are celebrating things that we don't even understand? Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. And St. Patrick's Day, first of all, you wear green and that is when the Irish, I think they massacred a lot of black people. And we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. And now we have Christmas. Was Jesus born on 25th of December? From an African perspective. Uh, when should we be celebrating? I'm not too religious. Mm -hmm. I'm not very religious, but uh, I remember December when I was just a toddler. Chapatis, chapatis. Everywhere, <laughs> chapatis. So Christmas, Christmas. Mm. Mm. Flowers, gifts. Mm. So we grew up knowing that every 25th, mm. even our kids now that we are having now, mm. knows that 25th Christmas mm. is a celebration time. So it's a celebration time, uh, regardless being Jesus was born on that day or somebody was uh, removed from the cross. I don't know about the whole issue about but I know December, Christmas is a celebration day. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, new year is a celebration day so that, don't you think that has distorted our 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 understanding of self it has already it has mm-hmm. and now we have to go with it because now do you really watched. have to go with it or can you do your research and go back to what it was uh, but tentatively while doing your research but getting the notion from a mind of somebody who's gone over 40 years mm-hmm. celebrating december <laughs> that would be like you would be like i don't know i don't know it would be <laughs> it won't be easy as such but uh people africans have been brainwashed let's just accept that mm-hmm. yeah so there are things that we just have to abide with yeah but uh, not I, don't, fully. i don't i don't agree with that though not that fully. we have to abide by not fully uh-huh. not fully because you that may... is the same grip that the west has on africa because we we feel and we think there's an inferiority complex that comes with that where yeah. we feel and we think that we have to conform and abide by the west's rules and not by what we think we also have brains and minds we have mm-hmm. this is the cradle of civilization if you ask me education mm-hmm. okay okay so it's we don't have to conform mm-hmm. to what the west says or declares or you know well you see uh let me just uh put it in in 10 in 10 years coming Mm-hmm. in a decade uh, ahead of us mm-hmm. there will be rules that even you won't get service on the you say some particular days mm-hmm. so you will need to rest also if they impose it because also it depends with the government policy mm-hmm. that's why i said the, it depends on the government that we are having mm-hmm. for instance if it brings the national sunday law mm-hmm. and it gets passed mm-hmm. So it will affect a lot of things according to my perspectives because uh, other things will be paralyzed mm. other activities will be just be you'll be forced to shut down your business mm. and of which you are not even compliant to they whatever they want to impose so you see and now mm. the government policy might force us to be in that situation It's like for example the way I got to understand. Mm-hmm. So um today 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 is a today is a Monday. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday I was you know I was trying to walk around and see what is happening and there was nowhere open. And I was like what is happening? You know everywhere was closed then somebody told me that oh most of the people around are sda sda the seventh day adventists yeah yeah so they close and then they open on sunday they open on sunday which was a very interesting thing for me to experience you know suppose now they'll bring the sunday national law you see they might even force everybody to be on on, on sunday mm. so including uh, including the muslims and the sda you never know <laughs> it depends on the government that we are having uh. yeah it will depend directly wow know, because they are the lawmakers they are the policy makers mm. so we were we are just the subjects wow well i think that has to be looked into yeah mm-hmm. so uh, our politicians must be careful on that also mm. okay so there you have it folks you know eric mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know as usual Yeah, sometimes we run out of time mm-hmm. and I, as, as I can see mm-hmm. um, we are running out of time. Mm-hmm. So anything you'd like to say in closing? Uh, anything uh, you'd like to <coughs> tell people or make something aware or anything whatever comes to your mind. Oh. So I see we Africans we should just embrace our African ways. Mm-hmm. And uh be alert mm-hmm. and extra sensitive on any carrot dangled mm-hmm. yeah because uh, the whites are not good brothers no they are brothers but no, they are not good brothers <laughs> especially they are not uh-huh. they are our brothers but they are not good brothers uh-huh. yeah they will see us as monkeys they will see us like uh, inferior 
so they'll want to bring us down and enjoy the god-given treasures that god has blessed africans with mm -hmm. so god bless africa wow i love africa and i'm african mm -hmm. god bless you ben tinkler there you go <laughs> guys you. you had it man <laughs> the baraza you. village edition you know yeah you never know where we may be next week or who we may have as a guest next week but yeah or who i may come across you know information is power knowledge is power so yeah feel free spread the word the baraza tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend join us next week again where we shall go down this road together and get to understand what africa has to offer peace almost painless